0: Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And
1: you did the thing. You sold your stuff. Yeah, it was a... I did I did a thing and I sold stuff. Just <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> Julia said. Uh, so for years now, I've been saying, oh, I'm going to do this fair, this little craft fair in this little town that I'm in the summertime. And how many times have I put it off so far? Three. This time they decided to do it and... It isn't the same as it was before. Like, it's not all set up in For the little town square. For some weird reason. <laughs> <laughs> For some weird reason. And they were doing it more like, put a table out in front of your house or where you're staying or rent, you know, borrow someone else's property and like, put a table out. So everyone kind of has their own socially distant area. And they went around, they gave us masks and stuff to put out. Anyway, so, so it's more kind it was of like, like an
0: art walk thing or like those. Yes.
1: Exactly like an art walk because to to add some context, a part of this community there are no cars here, so people are literally just walking around past everyone's properties on like sidewalk-style streets. So the idea of like having a little art fair out like this is actually really feasible. And people had maps. You know, it's almost like um like when they do like town-wide yard sales, but Mm -hmm. it was like a town-wide art sale instead. Or
0: those things where like a number of houses will have open houses like on the same day so you can see like cool restored yeah yeah like garden tours and stuff yeah Yeah.
1: yes it was exactly like that except um you know tables outside and like i said you paid uh the community fund that organized the whole thing to but get your name on the map and what you were selling and then people you know so people can find you so it um yeah, at the last minute, I was like, so nervous to do it. I didn't want to. I was like, should I do it? I don't know. I'm just selling rocks. Like, what if I'm like the kids that paint the little, rain- you know, like just painting stuff on rocks? And I'm like, that's what I'm going to sell, really? And I was like, what the heck do I charge? Who's going to buy a rock for like $10? Because it takes a long time to paint tiny paintings on rocks. And I was just going back and forth so much, just questioning and then being like, I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, ooh, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, Or I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, I don't know. And finally, like the last morning to sign up, I just like basically closed my eyes and sent an email and said, I'm signing up. So I did it. And it was really scary leading up to it. I uh, went back to my studio and kind of like cleaned out everything that I could find that I was willing to part with so I could have something on the table instead of like, 20 stones that I painted
0: (laughs) which were still really really pretty stones I feel like I need to impress this on both you and the listeners if they haven't checked it out
1: (laughs) so yeah I think the some of the rocks came out really really nice and I'm trying to call them stones so they sound fancier like target, like (laughs) like not just rocks they're stones (laughs) so yeah I grabbed like some of my old um, paintings and canvases that I had laying around that were just kind of sitting in drawers and as I was accumulating like getting them all gathering them up and like bringing them um to where I was going to sell I realized I kind of have a lot there was there was a lot of stuff I was like when did I do all these paintings and so setting everything up and seeing I love that feeling when like regardless of
0: what craft it is even if it's tons of crafts but if you're like just looking through like hey what have I done over the past especially like it's I think it's kind of like the the mirror opposite of the KonMari thing. Like, you know, you, you dump everything onto your your uh, your bed, but instead of seeing like, oh my God, I have so much. You're like, oh my God, I made eight lovely dresses or I painted 40 rocks or whatever. You're like, oh man.
1: Yeah, that was the exact feeling. It's like, oh, wow. When you start, you know, taking everything out of their little like corners and cubbies and drawers and that's putting it all out and you're like, oh, this is actually like a substantial table of stuff. So I set everything up. I got little tiny easel things to prop up some of my paintings. And overall, like I had Marco sit with me because I was nervous. So I was like, I don't want to sit by myself (laughs) and have to talk to everyone by myself that I was really nervous about. And so in general, the entire experience was pretty great. Like there was a number of people that came by, but it was slow enough that I didn't feel like super bombarded. And I think people like took the time to like look around and stuff started selling, like actually selling and I couldn't believe it. And I would say a price and people would be like, okay. And that's one of the things that I think we can talk back and forth about because you have, you know, these experiences where you've gone out and you've sold your stuff. And for me, anytime before this that I thought about like selling anything that I've made or the idea of like, what would this cost? I would always like think about my price and like what I'd kind of want it to be. Think about like maybe what it should be or what it should like. It would be really low, you know, and get people to actually buy it. And then, as soon as someone would be interested, I would be like, uh, you know, it, I would. I would downgrade myself and be like, well, it's $8. But if you want it, it's only five. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know why I feel the need to be like enticing people to buy something instead of sticking with the price that I put on. And and I have this experience like from yard sales, like it's not really anything I made. But anytime someone wants to purchase something from me, my natural instinct is to like, undercut myself right away. Like I have no backbone. You, just, like, you
0: want it out of here.
1: Yeah, right. And so that's what I was feeling a little bit about the paintings.
0: I get like that towards the end of a market because, you know, my wares are very heavy. <laughs> so towards <laughs> the end, I'm like, how much,
1: how much is it worth to not pack this? So that's where I was starting out, like even like the very first sale, I had to really like dig my heels in a little bit and be like, okay, Tiff, just don't say any other price like just say the price that you've listed on your piece of paper that you have with you that you've written out and stick to it like some of the stones they were asking like oh how much are they and I was like between two and eight depending on how much work went into them and there people were just like okay and they'd pick one up and they're like how about this and I was like that one's eight and I was like should I make it five are they gonna put it down are they gonna say it's too much or they're gonna be like I don't want to buy a rock for eight dollars that you found on the beach and I'm like They should be 10 to 15. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But like I got so many different, like so much different feedback from the idea of like fielding, how much would you pay for this? Like some people are like $20, other people are like a dollar. So it's like, I have no idea. And I told the person like eight bucks and I just sat back and I like held my breath almost and they're like, okay. I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. (laughs) Like it was, it was kind of exhilarating when people were willing to pay what I price things at. And uh, that was really exciting.
0: It is really, really hard because there aren't like unless you ha- unless you are selling things that are yours that you can price there. They're really like there aren't situations where you price a thing, because most of the time, like if you have a store where you sell other people's things like you probably you have, you know, a wholesale price and then you need a profit or mm-hmm. when you sell your labor, there are, you know, a lot of things set in stone around that. And it's so hard to be like no this is worth a thing and then to find the the balance where you mentally feel both that you're not over or undervaluing yourself but you still think that someone might buy it but then are you and it's just like it's a weird spiral but it feels so good the first time someone is like yeah no totally and it's also really good I think to be in that sort of very small not like safe but like that that sort of comforting and comfortable situation because people are there to look at and buy things mm-hmm. because it'd be super different if you were just like you know I don't know you, you you put it on Instagram it's like this is a rock who wants to buy it like it, it would be out of nowhere
1: I think it would feel weird too because they're not that big <laughs> like, they're pretty <laughs> small but like you take a close up picture and it kind of looks big and it's like oh I'm gonna ask you to pay like all this money for like here I'll hold one up because we are on video but like <laughs> it's just like it's they're just so- big but you know
0: what i mean like but when people are like well i am out here to at the least look at arts and crafts and you know things uh artisanal creations (laughs) and at at the most buy things so like you're already in that mood and like you're already happy and looking at things and that is a very very good sort of Pardon the pun, stepping stone. (laughs) If you want to like keep, keep doing it, do you want to talk about like, you don't have to talk about numbers, but like, how many things do you think you sold?
1: Oh, I'm happy to talk about numbers. I wrote it all down. I am ready for you. But no, that's a really, I want to say first that that's a great point and that selling at a fair like this is the right way to. I don't know. It feels good to start this way because just like you said, everyone was in that positive mindset. Everyone's going around looking at art anyway.
0: And also probably not too many people because being on as both a salesperson and like representing yourself as the artist, that takes a lot out of you. And also that that, that first time with a couple of first times that you have to say like, I want a dollar for my thing that is like mentally (laughs) exhausting so like I think in that way it was also good that it was like you know it's a small town not everyone even was out so you like Mm -hmm. you know that there's a limited number of people even if they're all super positive you're just like you 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 get time to collect yourself in between.
1: Oh, completely. I love that I had like phone time in between. I was like, oh, I could stare at Instagram for a little (laughs) while before anyone comes by. But so I sold 36 painted stones. I sold, I like paint these, um, the oyster shells with like this gold around the edges. Like, have you ever seen anyone do that with minerals where they like paint gold around the edges of like minerals? And it just makes them look, I don't know, shiny and arty. Anyway, so I thought to do that with like I think so, oyster yeah. shells because they're all ridgy That's cool. and no one really likes oyster shells because no one picks them up from the beach because they're kind of like gnarly looking. But you put all this gold on them and they're like, woo, sparkly. So I sold two of those. <laughs> so 36 stones. That
0: is awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, um, and I also sold seven paintings. So that felt really wow. good. Wow and um two postcards and like a bookmark thing. I had like other like little things around cuz I just basically like I said, I grabbed everything that I was willing to part with and I was like sell it all. <laughs> like so, yeah, I did pretty
0: great and um that is um, amazing. And seriously, like cuz we've you know, we've been doing this podcast for a while and we've we've discussed like I think <laughs> it wasn't until last year that you had as an actual goal to be like I'm going to sell this year and I'm just happy for you that you got, because you were like, I don't want to sell stuff. I don't. Like both, I think for you, it was also like you feel things for your paintings. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, as a person, it's really easy to be like, well, I'm not sure if it's good enough. And I think even there, like the rocks and the small things, we were like, well, like, you know, I can't put an unlimited amount of time and effort into this because they're small. And mm-hmm. like it was in that way also a really good sort of. Uh, what do they call it a soft open <laughs> for you to just yeah. like but i'm i'm just I don't know, i'm kind of sappy i'm just like i'm happy that you got to realize that people like your things and not just enough to like double tap them but to give you actual monies
1: <laughs> yeah, and that in was a pandemic <laughs> i ended up selling my paintings for 37 dollars each because i was like thirty-seven's wow. my favorite number and um I've so and I looked up other paintings from like people who would sell and again like they're about I don't know like eight or no not even like five by sevens and like smaller they're all smaller and they were selling their like around five by seven six by six kind of paintings for in, in the 80s like $85 each or something like that so I was like okay. Mine aren't as good as those and I'm still super new. And the stuff that I'm selling, to be completely honest and let you all in, all the people listening and you, Julia, they weren't my best stuff because I still couldn't let go of my best stuff. (laughs) I still like kept it for myself. So this is like a lot of the stuff that I've painted, you know, almost two years ago. So when I look at them, I'm like, I'm happy to let them go because now I feel like I've improved and I'm better. But people still bought them and really like them, even though... It wasn't my quote-unquote best work. And I I kept my mouth shut about that. I didn't say that to any Ooh, of good the job. customers. I was just like, shut your mouth. Just be happy that they like it. And they're walking away with the sale. Like, even if you're completely embarrassed by it. God, just... it's so easy to be like, you know, like you turn the thing over and like, oh, yeah, no, but it's a little bit uneven
0: here. And...
1: Yep. Nope. I didn't point out any of the flaws. People were just like, I love this. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> like, and it, that it just all made me really happy. And To kind of get into the meat of the things I was feeling through this whole process, uh, which is super relevant to our show, I actually started taking notes during the fair because I'm like, "Ooh, I have to talk to Julie about this. One of the big things that I did not expect happening is that people kept coming up and asking, you know, are you the artist? and cuz i was sitting with marco right he was wearing a hat that said like computers across of it, across it so <laughs> and i'm there with like rainbow nails so <laughs> most people are like yeah it's probably you but that question really forced me to have to own that word in a way that i've never been forced to own that word before. Like, I can't just be like, ah, you have to be like, yes, I am. I made all of this that's on the table. It would have been really <laughs> weird if you'd been like, no, no, I just painted these. <laughs> I, no, no, yeah, that, that would have been the, the worst. You, no, 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 I'm not the artist. I just made all of this stuff. So
0: I, I kind of love when people come up when I'm selling and they're like, did you make these? And I'm like, yes. And it feels like stupidly good. Because it's kind of like, I don't know, like anything, like even when you're a kid and people are like, you drew that. And you're like, yes, yes, I did. I did this. I am good. <laughs> I am a achiever. Please notice. <laughs> but it's also like, why Why otherwise would I be behind this table selling these things? But
1: But still, it's an acknowledgement of someone being impressed with something that you could do. And so that was really a great thing that I didn't expect to be part of this experience was were people saying that and then me having to say, probably you know two dozen three dozen times yes I'm the artist I had to like say that and so I'm like did it oh, start to
0: feel better or did it start oh, to feel I was like weird? oh
1: damn I'm the artist I'm an artist now like oh <laughs> my gosh it has happened like you know the, the like the transition I'm now like the artist Pokemon that have like <laughs> I
0: mean in some in some definitions of the word you're now a professional artist in that you've gotten paid for your work
1: that's true that was something else that a couple people asked you can't compete me. in the
0: olympics anymore
1: oh that's true that's that's oh, not man. true anymore sadly no more art olympics <laughs> did, did you know that one of
0: the the some of the early olympics actually had painting in really as a as a sport that's a crazy fact really? i want to say like in the late 1800s early 1900s there was like i think it was like a portrait and landscape painting were uh what
1: we got to look that up. I got to know about that. But so one of the so I did have people ask me, "Are you a professional?" It was mostly men. I have to say, like mostly <laughs> like middle aged <laughs> white men coming up asking me if I was a professional and if I went to school for for this. And you were like, "Yes, yes, I did, many semesters." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I found myself stumped by that answer, and I was just like, "No, I'm like, oh, I'm a ho-, you know, it's my hobby." So I I, I still bumped it down to being a hobby and then marco afterwards because he was with me the whole time he approached me he was like you know next time someone asks you that what you should say is it's one of the many things i do and i was like hmm i kind of like that it's like avoiding the you should say it's
0: it's one of my passions yeah because it is and i mean now you've gotten paid for it so you can do what i say do and say part-time (laughs)
1: <laughs> actually i did answer one person i was like i guess i kind of am now since you are buying a painting <laughs> like so. job yeah cause
0: it's funny because i get i get the question too like so so like is this how you support yourself and i'm like well part of it you know depending on the year. and it's it's funny because i also get that question sometimes about journalism and i'm like mm-hmm. which Part of me is like, that's offensive. And then I'm also like, but I know that a lot of people have to do other jobs as well because writing and journalism don't necessarily pay well. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is, like, people are making conversation. Part of it, I don't know if people are just, like, you know, kind of envious that somebody gets to do a thing they like. And part of it is this sort of concern because they're, like, either consciously or subconsciously, they're, like, they know that being an artist or a craftsman is hard. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to make a living. And I think people... I think people kind of want you to say yes, because they want to get to be happy that there are still people who can make a living, you know, making leather shoes by hand or making teapots or uh, drawing wonderful little landscapes and jellyfish.
1: Yeah, it's just it's such a tricky situation because you always, you know, the the over analyzing person in the back of my head is always like, Oh, why are they asking if I answer this way? Do they think less of me? Like, do they are think they like from
0: the IRS? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, you know, like, if I don't say that I can back this up with an education, you know, are they like, Oh, then you're not a real artist. Or if I say no, I'm self taught. And then they're like, Oh, okay, that's why your stuff is the way it is. Like, you're, you know, like, you never, I'm just I'm always running through that kind of stuff in my head. Like, why are they asking me this? But it is funny that like, it, it was oftentimes, you know, t- to stereotype a little bit, um, men of a certain generation who like to, dis- you know, like distinguish. Like, are you a professional artist or are you th- like I don't know. Like, I never got that question from anyone else who seems like they've ne- they haven't spent their lifetime defining themselves by what they do professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was that was a different interaction that I didn't expect, and I also got a lot of questions which was really cool about what it was. They're like, oh, is this oil or acrylic? You know, they would ask me about the medium I was using. And I was like, oh, wow. Because, I mean, the people around here are are more arty, I think, mm-hmm. in general. So they were actually asking questions about, like, my technique and and asking things like, oh, are you – do you take a picture? or Do you, you know, paint this from life? Or do you paint this from pictures? And – That was another one of those questions. I'm like, am I getting asked if these are like hothouse tomatoes? Like, did you grow these in a greenhouse or are (laughs) they natural? Like, (laughs) did you gas them in a truck first? Like, like, I don't know. Again, it was more it was my own anxieties reading into the questions of like, how should I answer? Do they want to buy my stuff less if I said I took a picture and then painted it or if I stood out like on the beach and painted? I don't know. That is really
0: hard, too, because I think a lot of the time people are just like, you know, kind of curious in a friendly way and or just making conversation. Like, you know, you're just kind of pleasantly interested because I think, again, like when I go around fairs and like I'm looking at things and then I'm like, I can't just stand here and silently poke. I have to ask, <laughs> even though I don't necessarily care where they source their beads. I'm just like making conversation or I'm just like interested and there's absolutely no like thought beyond, hey, tell me about the thing. It's pretty. But I c- also completely understand because you're like every question here is somehow uh a questioning of my legitimacy as an artist and as a maker and yeah because you know we, we talk about like the capital a artist and like how to define it and for some people the definition is either like do you have a diploma do you have a stamp from someone that you've done x amount of hours of figure drawing and or are you paying taxes on like do you you know do you make money from it Mm -hmm. and i get why people might wonder but i think i'm also like let people do a thing you're not hurting anyone by i don't know why i suddenly got angry at these men but like i'm like (laughs) nobody's hurting anyone by by calling themselves an artist it's not like pretending to be a dentist or something
1: Right, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, if I, you know, if I go to school, am I legit? Then I, like you said, I get the stamp. So I think I I just need to give people the benefit of the doubt and just be like, this is just conversation. Like just (laughs) next time I do this, which I did say next time, I had a good time and I would totally do it again, actually. So that's a big step. Uh, I feel way less anxiety about doing it now a second time because everyone was just so nice and I think even if they said like weird things about anything that I made, they said it far away. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> a couple of like young kids walked by, which was actually really sweet. A lot of them were really young boys. They would come by and be like, I like your art, or your art is cool, or... Or I like your paintings. That always gets this, me like, when, like, little kids are like, this is
0: pretty. Like, I, I've had one. Like, a
1: six-year-old boy bought one of my paintings. He's like, I just love this. And he's like, That's he so asked his parents right. to buy it. And he's like, I just love it. Was
0: like, I've had awesome. that happen where, like, a little kid, again, like, a boy who's like, six or seven, you know, will, like, come by and be like this. And, like, go get his mom and be like, because, and you can tell, like, from the discussion they have that they, like, he has a budget say like you know he can buy something for like $20 or $30 mm-hmm. at this fair and the mom is like well you know that's that's your thing then cuz he's and he's like no I, I just I like it it's very pretty I need it and you're just like I want to hug you and I want to give you candy I don't think I should do that
1: <laughs> It see it feels like the like the purest form of someone feeling something from something you've made because like kids have no filter <laughs> exactly like the, the truth from from kids and drunkards and kids will be like you
0: know what is this? This is weird. Why have you done this? Your butt is big, whatever. They're just like straight out of their heads. That's, that's awesome. So you said you want to do it again. Do you want to do something like this specifically? Or do you think not like, oh, the next step is a big like art fair or something. But do you think after doing this, you would want to work your way up to something big? Again, when you can have many tables in the same kind of venue, <laughs> would you would you want to do that?
1: I think right now my first step would be to do this again next year. Mm-hmm. Um, And especially if things are are kind of like easing to be back to the way they had it before. There would have been there would be like, I don't know, maybe five times the amount of people That would come by like usually town is packed during this Mm -hmm. whole this whole fair and now it was just you know like people strutting along the beach you know and back and forth and you know so it was uh it was way 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 more sparse and i think it was the perfect year for me to like try this out and i think that i would be ready for more of that and and it is helpful that it's here at the beach because I'm inspired, like a lot of my work is inspired by the beach itself. So it feels like this is like the demographic that I can sell to more easily and, and feel like I uh, I fit in here. So right now it's just a, I will do this again next year and I will like work to make things to put in the fair for next year. So that's the, that's the current goal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, cause something that I thought about when you were talking about like, just like bringing everything together because there are the things that I think about a lot and that I'm not actually very good at. I try to be, but I'm not because like when people talk about like, you know, visual merchandising is setting up your stall or whatever. And there are a lot of different arts to that. But I also think about it's really hard to think about sort of, you know, having a wide selection so that people can find something they like, mm-hmm. but also not setting people up for sort of decision fatigue. Like if you have too many yeah. options, even if it's the same thing, but too many colors or too many different things, people be like, oh, I can't choose. It's too much. Like they'll still love it, but they can't choose. And on top of that, what what I think in like the regular retail world, they call um, doorbusters, mm-hmm. like the thing that's super cheap or like super funky that will bring people up to your booth or your table that might not even make you any money necessarily, like not make you a profit but it gets people up or sometimes that are like the tiny little bowls that I make. They're not a huge profit, but there's something that means that anyone that comes up to the table can afford something. Mm-hmm. So how were you thinking, like, how did you think about setting up your table? Like, were you thinking about like, well, I want all of the landscape things together even if they're different mediums or do i want all the rocks together in a pretty way or organized by rainbow color or like how how are you or were you just like they're there i can't look at them too much ah.
1: i set them up uh mainly I kind of, I guess, have like little collection styles where some were just like little sketches and everything. And then others were kind of like that sailor tattoo style. Mm-hmm. So like I put them out in bowls and like showed them all together. And there were the ton- the the stones that I spent like a ton of time on that I was actually charging more money for. Like those were like the $8 ones that had, you know, like the detailed figures on them or something. And those I had right in the middle with you know on a board and I tried to set it up all pretty and appealing and generally like I keep using the same colors over and over so I think the color palette was like pretty consistent and I had like a look to the table which again like setting all that out and seeing it all together I was like oh man this looks good (laughs) like this actually looks really appealing I would like to shop at this table so that felt great and as you were saying like the different things to appeal to different people I did notice that different age groups would gravitate towards different styles. So there's definitely like the more realistic stuff. People, some people would be like, yes, that's all me. And then the other ones, like the sailor tattoo styles did not go over well with like the 40 plus crowd. Like they were not into that at all, but everyone in like their twenties or, or younger were so into that. Like the teenagers were like, Oh, this is so cool. I want like, and they were buying those like crazy. So That was awesome. And then this one anecdote that I want to share with you, which like basically started off the entire sale and like made my day. It was one of the first things that happened. This really cool looking woman came up. Like she just looks so cool. Like she, we talked, we had an episode about like looking like an artist. Mm -hmm. She totally looked like an artist. Like she just, she was just cool. Like just picture someone cool that you would find cool and them coming up. And she looked at the stones that I had, like the the faces and the figures and the the, you know, um like cameo style paintings that I had on some of them, all the realistic ones. And she's like, These are these are sick. She's like, These are sick, these are so cool and she bought like all of them. She wow. she spent like thirty six dollars on rocks. Like <laughs> she just bought them all. She's like, I just love these. She's like, they're they're so sick. And then she bought them. She threw down her money. I told her how much it was. I didn't waive on my price. And she threw it down. And she like rode away on her bike. And I was like, what just this super cool chick just descended, said my art was sick and like
0: left. Even before you said that she bought all of them, I was like, it sounds like that feeling you get when like you're quite a bit older siblings friend, like says <laughs> something you're wearing is cool. And then you're like, yeah. I'm gonna wear this shirt forever. But I've also <laughs> I've had there are two things there. First, the first sale you make of the day always magic because mm-hmm. before that it doesn't matter you're always going to feel like nobody's gonna buy my things and i'm gonna and I, everything. And i smell weird and so the first <laughs> sale then the in in this case uh i don't know how much you you um paid to the organizers but like the second t- part is when you make enough to be in the black mm-hmm. w- w- when you're not losing money on the stall fee but that thing when someone just like bu- um my husband and I have a joking like we refer back to this old lady who once bought I don't even remember like she bought everything I had in a certain glaze and I'd had a crappy day and she she was like do you have more and like I I had to unpack stuff from my boxes (laughs) she loved it so much uh and it's just like it made my day it also like it put me in the black for that day but so we refer to like that kind of person who just like loves your things Mm -hmm. and who's just like even even if they're like, you know what, I already have too much stuff or like I shouldn't really but like I want all three of these. And it's just such an amazing because, you know, that they're not just being nice because sometimes mm-hmm. you can feel like, you know, either you're already in the buying mood and you're happy and things are pretty. And like it's it's sort of just a, a general compliment. But there are somebody who's like kind of like with the little kids, they just like freeze in their tracks and they're like, <laughs> I have to have these. This is not negotiable.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those feelings where you interact with someone who gets your stuff, you know, like they get it, they like it and they understand the nature of an art sale where it's like it's here right now. Mm-hmm. And if you love it that much then you buy it right now. And it was just so immediate, it was so fast. I thought she was the coolest person and so that kind of set me off. I was like, "Oh, man, And then you like, but now I'm like, that's why I want to do the sale again. It's like, I'm chasing that high. Like, I want like those people to come by and like really love something that I've made and like go away with it happy. And that is a feeling that I didn't think I was going to be able to achieve at my skill level. I don't know. I just felt like I thought I needed to be better at what I do first in order to get there and to have that. But I'm like, oh, man it's happening it's really happening. it's happening now <laughs> like this is, it happened this year <laughs> yeah no, I think and it just if, feels so if you're good you're gonna
0: if you have to wait until you're like the best you're you're gonna have to wait forever and ever, kind of like the only person who gets to complain about anything is the one person who has it the the objectively worst in the entire world yeah <laughs> like no just do it I'm really happy for you it is kind of a weird amazing feeling when it's just like, oh, that happened that was nice and i I think it's also really good that because I mean like you were at your house too. So you could just like run in and go to the bathroom. But yes. That was com- a nice feature. <laughs> <laughs> but having company in general is also really good just so that you're not like, especially at, if you're at a market more type fair, cause mm-hmm. you, then you can't look at your phone cause then you're not like approachable.
1: Yep. Every time so- I'd see someone coming up the street, I'd put my phone down and be like,
0: I'm smiley. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the 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 blessing of being able to knit like I'm sitting or standing knitting at my table because I have like yarn bowls and stuff.
1: Although and I, I just can- realized I was smiling under my mask. So <laughs> <laughs> it
0: people have gotten yeah. really good at recognizing yeah. smising. But but yeah, because sometimes you'll just sit there. Either there aren't that many people there or they're not coming up or mm-hmm. and you're just kind of sitting there like doo, doo, doo. <laughs> just kind of. Thinking about life, trying not to look grumpy. So,
1: so when, when the first time that you ever sold at something like this, did you have a similar experience?
0: Um, I mean, yeah. Because uh, I think it's like I've sold at different kinds of places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, generally, like just it. And I can say it never stops feeling amazing to sell things and to have people like your things. And it can be like it can feel amazing to have a day where tons of people buy things Or if you're having kind of a crap day, but then like after an hour of nothing, somebody comes up and buys something and or, you know, people really like something or someone has to buy like, I have to have all eight of these mugs. Do you have more? Mm -hmm. So there's always something new there. And there's always like and also, you know, sometimes you will just have crappy markets if you do it over like it'll rain and nobody will show up. Mm hmm. Or you'll be in a weird corner or something. But even then, you can almost always have one interaction that just like carries you through it. And it can be a six year old or a really cool woman on a bike or just (laughs) someone who's like, wow, this is amazing. This reminds me of and that kind of thing. I miss it. I miss it a lot.
1: <laughs> See, it. Now I was just like, oh, how can you live so far away? But I'm like, how can you get your pottery here next year and you can hang out with me and we can sell together? <laughs> like, I'm here for awesome.
0: it. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally here for it. I will bring my tent and set it up in your yard <laughs> and hang out for a week and go to the beach. No, but that does sound like a really good plan. Yeah, I, you know, I I miss markets a lot. And right now there's no telling when they will be a thing again. And I mean, I really miss miss making things. Mm-hmm. I've been sewing and knitting a lot. Still have to take a lot of breaks, but so sweet. Uh, Pontus, my husband, he offered to because I haven't you know done anything with clay for five months. And he was like, you know what? Because he has next week off. And he was like, you know what? I will help you. I will set everything up and I will clean everything. Like I will take everything away when you're done. And you can just sit down and throw for a bit because I'm getting some energy back mm -hmm. because that's one of the reasons I haven't been doing it is like I can't lift 20 pound bags of clay. And I probably like can't spend the time to, you know, I don't always clean my studio like super neatly, but you want to put stuff away so that, you know, things don't dry up or don't get stuck. So he was like, you know what, we're going to do this together. So even if I only get like a couple little things done, it'll be good to get back into that.
1: I just want to give a shout out to our supportive partners and anyone (laughs) else who has supportive partners out there that helps make their life possible to like make and do stuff. Because when I was really nervous about signing up for this, Marco, my, my husband was even just like, I will sit out and sell all your stuff. You don't even have to be there. You can like you know, look through the window and watch if you want to. And if he's like, <laughs> I just so think you funny. should get your stuff out there. And so do you think it it's like,
0: that you had a mask
1: that you were like, nobody can see my feelings. Yeah, it can totally help. It totally <laughs> helps. Like, <laughs> that was actually like, I'll just always wear a mask and people be like, the pandemic's over. I'll be like, I don't care. It's <laughs> just my look now. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Banksy. Yeah, but like, I
0: joke that Pontus can do my spiel like my sales spiel as well as mm-hmm. I can because, you know, you get a pattern going like, oh, they can go in the microwave, the oven and the dishwasher, uh, like blah, 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 all these things about them. And like when I was selling my book, he knew that I would always say like, well, you can get it signed or not for the same price. Like you get all just like these rolling quotes. And <laughs> so he can sell my stuff just as well as I can. And he will sometimes help me out at markets. Yeah, he's listening, not as I'm recording this, but when he is listening to this, he's listening to this and blushing, I'm sure. Yeah, in general, I think just, like, having supportive people around you is really amazing. Like, I have friends Mm -hmm. who tell me to charge more. Yeah. And friends who are like, you should think about some of these things more as art things and not just, like, um, you know, uh, craftsmanship. Like, you should look at galleries and stuff. And that is, it's really amazing to have people who, who believe in you even when you either don't or when you get, like, too practical. They're like, you know, Tiff, you're good at this shut up don't make me come over there although i really do want to come over there (laughs) 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 but i again i'm really happy for you and i think maybe you can also revisit this in another episode in a while that's even more practical because we've talked a little bit about things i do when i'm selling Mm -hmm. but i think either as like a bonus episode or a regular episode just to be like hi here are julia's you know top 10 things and things that uh tiff you know wants to improve or learn or whatever because I think even if even if you're not planning on doing it soon it's kind of fun to think about you know what would your booth look like what would you sell Mm -hmm. in it
1: right and like the type of stuff you would sell and where you would sell it and how you can market things a little bit even if it's on the fly you know like appealing uh, to I was gonna gonna say
0: also everyone message Tiff and tell her to start an Etsy store but I'm not gonna make (laughs) you do that but yeah no I'm, I'm glad you had such a good time and I'm looking forward to 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 having my tent in your backyard next year.
1: Excellent. So if you are curious on, um, I will have a picture in our show notes of like my setup and everything. So you can go find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are also make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. So we will be back in a fortnight. And um, until then, go make and do. And I I don't know. I usually have something clever to say, but I don't. Oh no. Go make and do. <laughs>